From Bloomington, Indiana, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare on WFHB Community Radio, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana. I'm Karen Greenstone, along with Dr. Rob Stone. Hello. Our guest today is Paul Kachaha, who lives in Gary, Indiana. Paul is the chair of Northwest Indiana Medicare for All and past president of the United Steelworkers of America, 6787. He's a retired steelworker who is engaged in politics in the Northwest Indiana area. Paul Kachaha, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Rob, for inviting me. I'm well, excited to be on the show today. So, Paul, I think people in the rest of the state don't necessarily understand what Northwest Indiana is and how it differs maybe from the rest of the state and why there are some ways that we may be organized in Northwest Indiana, some advantages, maybe some disadvantages, and then we're going to come around to your congressman too. But first, just tell us a little bit about organizing Northwest Indiana. Northwest Indiana is actually the steelmaking center of the United States of America. We make people associate steel with Pittsburgh, but actually Northwest Indiana produces the vast majority of steel in the United States. And as a result, we're one of the most polluted areas in the state also. We have had a variance on the benzene emissions in, for example, which is a very toxic, cancerous chemical. There's been a, a variance allowed in our area to those steel companies that are allowed to pollute with benzene primarily from the coking process. And coke is a fuel that's used in the making of steel. And the way I describe steel is steel is made by the melting down of a lot of pieces of different pieces of earth. They have to be melted down to make that steel. And it takes a lot of energy in that. And they use coal primarily, low sulfur coal, to produce that steel. And they have as a result, the coke ovens produces about 2,000 chemicals, but one of the big one is benzene. A lot of the chemicals that the coke ovens uh, produces are injected into deep wells underground. I don't know if you know about that process. They yeah. it exist in a lot of different plants, different companies around the world, but primarily in, in the United States where they inject their uh, pollution in these wells, they say that it'll never come back up but now that with fracking everything, I wonder why, I wonder if that isn't. But we have something like five of the top seven Superfund sites in Northwest Indiana for, in the country for cleaning up pollution. There's pollution, our waterways. There was just a recent report, fresh within the last couple of weeks, a report about the pollution in our waterways, primarily the main Grand Calumet River, the big, and our, wa our wetlands are polluted like crazy here too. So as a result, there's a lot of health issues, cancers and lung pulmonary diseases and that in the, this Northwest Indiana area. Lots of things to organize around. And I yeah. think people in the rest of the state, at least the Southern part of the state where we live, often forget that Indiana, as red as it has become in the last few years, actually has two Democratic members of Congress, not just Andre Carson in the Indianapolis area. So tell us a little bit about your representative and the efforts you've been making to try to tap in on the fact that he's a Democrat, but he has not yet gone on record supporting the Medicare for All bills in Congress. We've had a, a Democratic congressman 
in Northwest Indiana in the first congressional district for like a hundred years or something like that. It's been forever. And the previous, the congressional representative we have now, Frank Mervan, is a freshman. He had taken over and was endorsed by Pete Visclosky, who had been congressman for 32 years. And he had endorsed the previous legislation, which was, I think, at 1834, I think was the number for Medicare for All okay. prior to 676. Or, I mean, after 676, 676 being the Conyers legislation. Then 1834 was another version that was put, introduced by Primella Jayapal. And so he had endorsed that. We had been pressuring him back in the day on 676, but I don't think we ever got him signed up on 676. We may have, but I don't recall. But on 1834, he definitely endorsed 1834. And then when Mervan took office, we've been lobbying him quite a bit. We've met with him twice. Both times he says he's still thinking about it. And the last time we met with him, we said, why don't you have a meeting with Primal Jayapal, with Congresswoman Jayapal? And uh, he did that. He did have a meeting with her. And we've been asking of him what has occurred with that meeting. And we haven't gotten an answer yet from him. And I'm going to a big fundraiser that I spent a lot of money for him on this Saturday. So I hope to, and I've met him, I've met with him. I've campaigned shoulder to shoulder with them. And I've also met him at campaign strategy meetings and that, but he is under a severe attack by the Republicans. I've labeled this as a district that's in play. And as a result of the years of ideological pollution and the gerrymandering of this district that the Republicans have done several times, they stressed it into more rural areas instead of concentrated just in the Northwest Indiana, which is all industrial from Gary to Hammond to Whiting to East Chicago. All those are very industrial. So there's lots of different manufacturing and steel processing manufacturing factories that are organized here. So we have a high concentration of organized labor. That is good for Democrats in general because organized labor tends to vote primarily for Democrats. But there's been ideological pollution and a lot of that is not as solid as it used to be. Fortunately, the Democrats have been hammering away at Frank Mervan's opponent, who is a very staunch uh, against abortions, no matter what, not even if it was life or all the exceptions, no exceptions to abortion. They've hammered her hard and they picked a black woman. Frank Mervan won with the black vote here in Gary, where I live. So they brought her in from California, actually. They have her working at a, a religious school in the suburbs. Gave her a job there. She's a veteran of the United States Air Force intelligence. So she's a very sharp candidate. And they're doing a print and media campaign at nausea to try to unseat Mervan. Now, what we have been doing meantime, we have a postcard campaign that we've been running for a while now that we plan on after the election. Hopefully he wins. And when he wins, we're going to meet with them and present him these postcards. We should have thousands by that time. We also did something unprecedented here. I don't know if there's ever been a poll done of Indiana, let alone Northwest Indiana. We did a 10 question poll. We went around in Frank Mervan's precinct, actually. Huh. And we're going to release the results of that poll that we conducted in his precinct. And there's like 1600 people in his precinct. And we went door to door. I forget how many hundreds of doors we knocked on, but we actually have a hundred solid responses. Now, 
on a national poll would be a lot. They do national polls on 500 at random responses. Ours isn't at random, but we were going door to door. We were using the voter registration polls. So these are voters that we have responses from. We're going to release the results of that poll at that time when we meet with them. If we don't meet with them before the end of the year, we're going to release the results anyway. So what were the questions? There were 10 questions and uh, actually there was only eight of them that had any meat because the last few were, do you want to have your name used? Because otherwise it would be anonymous. And what's your political persuasion? The main ones were whether you were in favor of Medicare for all. And what I found when I was polling people, it was that, and we did it over a two day period, two different weekends, and uh, that people didn't always understand that premise at first. Bernie having the notoriety of making Medicare for all more popular and more popular in the consciousness of people in the country has resulted in people understanding when you're right away say that legislation that Bernie Sanders in or it was uh, pushing uh -huh. Medicare right. for all, then they, it would click in their, their heads. But I was surprised at the number of Republicans that were in favor and that's national polls say uh, up some polls had more, a majority of Republicans in favor uh -huh. of Medicare for all. And then. One of the questions was, uh, are you in, in favor of Medicare for all if it meant losing your own insurance that you have? There would be a drop, a slight drop off there. Have you ever filed for bankruptcy because of a medical bill? Have you ever delayed medical treatment because of its cost? Uh -huh. yeah, so that was another question. So it was just short, 10 short questions. It only took you a few minutes to go through it with people. And most people, if they were home, they were willing to uh, take the survey. And I was surprised that there were a number of people that understood the difference between a Medicare Advantage plan and a Medicare itself. Uh -huh. And uh, there were a number of people who were very well aware that a Medi Medicare Advantage plan was not good. Uh -huh. Interesting. Paul, I just think it's really a remarkable and creative effort setting up this poll right in Mervan's precinct and all the work you've done to try to get to him. And of course, it, it's all going to be lost if he loses, but hopefully he's going to win. So that brings us to our last question for you. And our last question for you, Paul, is what is your prescription for health care? My prescription for health care would be to get a national health care plan, single payer health care, something even better than the Medicare for all legislation, because the Medicare for all legislation has its weaknesses and we need something better than that. Actually, Medicare for all legislation as proposed both in Congresswoman's Jay Paul's legislation and Bernie's Senate legislation doesn't go far enough on a lot of things. And you're, you guys are aware of that. No. That legislation would be a stepping stone, as people would always say. The ACA was a stepping stone. We get that passed, we can get something better passed down the road. And uh, we have to have something better than even the Medicare for all legislation that's proposed. So my prescription would be that, to have a really true single payer legislation that covers everybody from cradle to grave and no cost for anything. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Paul. My pleasure. This is Karen Greenstone and Dr. Rob Stone for Prescription for Healthcare, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana on WFHB Community Radio. To your good health, everyone. Stay safe, and thank you for listening. We may never see this moment a place and time again, if not now, if not now.